I would like to dedicate this book to Patrick. Dragon Masters number 15, Future of the Time Dragon by Tracy West. Chapter one, a rescue mission. Eat up, worm, Drake said. We need to be strong for our next mission. Drake handed another apple to his big brown earth dragon. Worm gobbled it down. Drake and Worm were in the dragon caves in King Roland's castle. Drake had gotten a good night's sleep. His belly was full of eggs and potatoes. He had eaten breakfast earlier with the other dragon masters, Rory, Bo, Anna, and Petra. We almost never got to rest when we were trying to stop Maldred, Drake told Worm. We traveled all over the world, and we barely ate or slept, but we're ready for our next adventure. Drake and the dragon masters had stopped Maldred, the evil wizard, from destroying the world with an earthquake dragon called the Naga. But Drake's kingdom, Bracken, had been damaged by an earthquake. So Drake and Worm had traveled to find the spring dragon. She had brought the land back to life. But one more person still needed their help. Drake, it's time to leave. We have to find Echo, Rory said, running into the caves. Are you ready yet? Echo was a dragon master too. The last time they saw her, Maldred had made her disappear. Last night, Echo's thunder dragon, Nehru, had asked the dragon masters to find her. Drake and Rory had volunteered for the mission. Almost, Drake replied. He walked over to Nehru and gave him an apple. The purple dragon gulped it down. That should do it. Ready, worm? The bright green dragon stone Drake wore around his neck glowed. It meant he was connecting with his dragon. Every dragon master wore a piece of the dragon stone. He heard Worm's voice inside his head. Ready. Finally, Rory said. She led her fire dragon, Vulcan, out of his cave. Let's go. Chapter 2, The Wizard's Hideout. Drake, Worm, Rory, Vulcan, and Nehru all made their way over to the training room. Griffith, the wizard, was waiting for them there. So were Anna, Bo, and Petra. Echo went missing from inside Maldred's hideout, so we should begin our search there, Griffith said. Drake, can Worm get us there? I can do it, Worm told Drake. The hideout is located in a magical space, but I can connect to the energy you left behind when you were there. Drake nodded to Griffith. He can. You three must watch over the castle while we are gone, Griffith told Anna, Bo, and Petra. We will, said Bo. Good luck, Petra added. Anna ran over and hugged Rory. Drake touched Worm. Rory touched Vulcan and Worm. Griffith touched Nehru and Vulcan. Now that they were all connected to Worm, they could transport. To Maldred's hideout, Drake cried. Green light exploded. Drake's stomach flip-flopped. When the light faded, Drake blinked. They were in a room filled with potions and books. Maldred's workshop. We made it, Drake cried, patting Worm. Echo, are you here? Rory called out. Her voice echoed through the tall round tower. A spiral staircase led from the bottom floor all the way to the top. We should search one floor at a time, Griffith said. Drake shivered. Even though Maldred's not here, this is still a spooky place. Rory nodded. I'm glad we trapped him in that bottle. And I'm really glad the bottle is hidden deep inside the earth, Drake added. I hope Maldred never gets out, Rory said. Suddenly, Drake had an eerie feeling that somebody was watching them. Yes, Drake agreed. 
Let's hope he stays trapped forever. Then Drake heard Worm's voice inside his head. Nehru can sense Echo. He says she is at the top of the tower. Echo is upstairs, Drake cried. Chapter 3, The Weird Wall They all hurried to the top of the tower. Drake gazed around. The light was dim, but he could see a design of painted faces on the curved wall. Drake remembered this strange wall from when he and Rory had first come to the hideout. Echo, where are you? Rory called out. Nehru can't see Echo, but he feels her, Worm told Drake. Nehru said he can feel Echo, Drake said. He can't see her, but he's sure she's here. Did Maldred make her invisible? Griffith, meanwhile, had moved closer to the wall. He stared at it. This is very interesting, he said. I know some of these faces. They are wizards. Drake gave the faces on the wall a closer look. There were men and women. Some of them wore pointy hats. Some of the men had long beards, like Griffith's. None of these faces look happy, Rory remarked. They all look scared or angry. Did Maldred paint this wall? Drake asked. I fear it is much worse, Griffith replied. He pointed to a face on the wall, a man with a long mustache. This is Berg of the Misty Mountains. He went missing 20 years ago. We always suspected that Maldred had something to do with it. Rory frowned, thinking, he went missing and now his face is on Maldred's wall? Griffith nodded. Maldred must have used dark magic to trap these wizards inside the wall. Rory turned pale. If he trapped people inside this wall, then maybe she ran around the circular hallway, looking at the wall. Drake followed her. She stopped quickly, and Drake skidded to a stop behind her. Rory pointed at the wall with a shaking hand. Staring at them from the wall was the face of a young woman. Her mouth was open in shock. It's Echo! Rory yelled. Chapter 4, Strong Magic Drake stared at Echo's face on the wall. Goosebumps popped up on his arms. She is trapped in the wall, he realized, looking out at us. Griffith and the dragons crowded around. Poor Echo, Griffith said. She made a bad choice when she decided to help Maldred, but she did not deserve this. Maldred did this to her because she was trying to help us, Rory reminded him. Tears glistened in her eyes. Hurry, Griffith, use your magic. You've got to get her out of there. Griffith frowned. It's not that simple, he said. Echo and these wizards are not just trapped in the wall. I believe they are trapped in time as well. Berg does not look any older than he did when he first went missing. Can you cast a spell to free them? Rory asked. The wizard shook his head. Maldred used very powerful magic to do this. Drake thought about when they had been in trouble before. Many times, a dragon had solved the problem. Is there a dragon that could help us? The wizard stroked his beard. That is an excellent thought, Drake. There is a time dragon in the land of Kazgor. He may be our only hope. Then let's go to Kazgor, Rory cried. I will stay here and search Maldred's workshop for the spell he used to trap Echo and the others. If I can find it, maybe I can undo it, Griffith said. Nehru wants to stay here too, Worm told Drake. He wants to watch over Echo. Drake glanced at the Thunder Dragon. Nehru was staring sadly at the wall. Nehru is going to stay here, Drake told the others. 
Fine, said Rory, but can we please hurry and get to Kazgor? Of course, Drake replied, but Kazgor is a big place. How will we find the time dragon? Come with me. There should be maps in Maldred's library, Griffith said. They returned to Maldred's workshop at the base of the tower. Griffith quickly found a map of Kazgor. The time dragon lives on top of this mountain, Griffith said, pointing. Drake leaned over to look at the map. Worm, can you get us there? he asked. Yes, Worm replied. We're ready, Drake told Rory. As he touched Worm with one hand, he felt an itch on his neck. He tried to scratch it, but the itch was already gone. Rory placed one hand on Worm and one hand on Vulcan. Worm, please transport us to the Time Dragon, Drake commanded. Chapter 5, The Dragon in the Mountains They transported to Kazgor in a flash of green light. Drake immediately started shivering. He looked around. They were surrounded by huge snowy mountaintops and a bright blue sky. In front of them stood a white house with a red peaked roof. Behind it rose a tall tower made of stone as blue as the sky. The tower looked out over a forest of green trees and a shimmering blue lake. It's beautiful here, Drake said. And cold, Rory added. Now let's find that dragon. As she spoke, a blonde-haired boy stepped out of the house. He wore a black vest over his white shirt. His black pants were tucked into brown boots, and a green dragonstone glittered around his neck. What are you doing here? the boy asked them. We're dragon masters, just like you, Drake replied. We're here because we need your help. We need the time dragon to break a spell that trapped people in time, Rory added. The boy grinned. Looks like you're in the right place at the right time, he said. His dragon stone glowed and he closed his eyes. A few seconds later, he opened them. Maj, the time dragon, says he will see you, the boy said, and I am Lucas, his dragon master. Drake and Rory introduced themselves. Now, I will take you to meet Maj, Lucas said. They followed Lucas to the stone tower. I have a question for you. Why did the man throw the clock out the window? he asked as they walked. That's a strange question, Rory said. Lucas smiled. He wanted to see time fly. Get it? It's a riddle. Rory groaned, but Drake smiled. Lucas seems friendly, he thought. Lucas opened the tower door and they stepped inside, followed by the two dragons. A very tall clock stood in the center of the room. It was not like any clock Drake had ever seen. It had three clock faces with many gears spinning behind them. The first face was a big circle with lines around it and two spinning hands. Above the first face, the second had numbers and three hands. The third, smallest face was above the second face. It had just one hand that was shaped like an arrow. Strange symbols were painted around the face. Perched above the clock was a dark blue dragon with red spikes. He had leathery wings, four legs, and a snout curved like a bird's beak. Maj, this is Drake and Rory. They are dragon masters, Lucas said. The time dragon's body glowed with blue light. Then streams of light flowed from his eyes and zapped Drake and Rory. Drake's whole body felt tingly. What's happening? he cried. Chapter 6, Anytime, Anyplace The bright blue light kept streaming from the time dragon's eyes. Tell your dragon to stop, Rory yelled. Marge is just taking a look at your past, 
Lucas said, to see if you have caused harm to others. The blue light faded and Drake's body stopped tingling. I have good news, Lucas said. Mars says you both have good hearts. He will hear your story. Drake looked up at the time dragon. An evil wizard named Maldred trapped our friend and some wizards inside a wall in his hideout, Drake began. And our wizard, Griffith, says they're trapped in time, Rory continued. Griffith says you might have the power to break the spell, Drake said, because you are a time dragon. After a few seconds, Lucas's dragonstone glowed again. Mars says he can help, Lucas said, and he can transport us all to Maldred's hideout in no time. My dragon, Worm, can transport too, Drake told Lucas. Is Worm an earth dragon? Lucas asked. They are very powerful. He is, Drake said proudly. A time dragon's transporting powers are different from an earth's dragon's, Lucas explained. Mars can transport to any place, and he can also travel back and forth in time. Rory was looking up at Maj. Why is he sitting on a clock? Maj's very first dragon master was a clockmaker, Lucas, Lucas explained. He built the clock to help train Maj and sharpen his powers. The clock helps Maj transport to more exact times and places than he can go to on his own. Wow, that is a pretty amazing clock, Drake said. It is, but it needs a lot of care. I am learning to be a clockmaker myself, Lucas replied. As Maj's dragon master, it is my job to keep the clock running smoothly. He climbed up some steps on the side of the clock and reached toward the hand. Where is Maldred's hideout? He asked. It's inside a magical space, Rory answered. Lucas moved the hands on the third face of the clock, the one with the strange symbols. He climbed back down the steps. Everyone touch the clock, he instructed. Drake and Rory reached for the clock. The dragons touched it with their tails. Lucas looked up at Maj. We are ready to transport, he said. The time dragon began to glow with blue light. Drake felt a sizzling energy flow through him. Then he felt an itch on his neck, just like he had felt before leaving Maldred's hideout. Suddenly, the hands on the clock began to spin wildly. Lucas frowned. Who is doing this? The clock hand shouldn't be moving, he yelled. The tower filled with Maj's blue light. Then, zap! A blast of invisible energy sent Worm, Rory, Vulcan, Lucas, and even Maj flying off the clock. Drake felt like he was spinning. Thump! Drake landed in the dirt. He blinked. He was no longer in the tower. He wasn't in Maldred's hideout either. He was in an onion field, his family's field. King Roland's castle rose up in the distance. Why are we in Bracken? Drake asked. Worm, are you okay? Drake stood up and looked around. He was all alone. Worm, Drake called out. Where are you? He reached for his dragon stone, but it was gone. Chapter 7, What is Happening? Drake, you forgot your basket. Drake's mother called out as she walked across the field. And you haven't picked a single onion yet. What have you been doing? Mom, Drake cried. Something weird has happened. Worm and Rory and Vulcan and I were in the Tower of the Time Dragon and we were supposed to transport. But somehow I ended up here all alone. Where is everyone? Drake's mother frowned. Drake, what are you talking about? Who are Worm and Rory and Vulcan? Are you playing some kind of game with your brothers? Mom, you know them, Drake said. 
You met them at the castle. Rory is a dragon master, just like I am. Worm is my dragon, and Vulcan is hers. Drake, dragons aren't real, his mother said. But you know they are, he cried. You have met Worm yourself. He had a terrible thought. Did a wizard put a spell on my mom? Did she lose her memory? She put her hand on his forehead. You don't seem to have a fever, she said. It's fine to make up stories, Drake, but don't get carried away. Finish filling this basket. But mom, Drake protested. She walked away. Drake stared at the onions at his feet. Something is not right, he thought. I've got to get to the castle. Bo, Anna, and Petra will help me. Drake ran as fast as he could to King Roland's castle. Along the way, he saw and heard some strange things. The leaves on the trees were starting to turn orange. When he left Bracken, it was springtime and the trees were just getting their leaves. Then, as he passed the marketplace, he heard two women talking. King Roland is going to visit Queen Rose in Arkwood, one was saying. Wouldn't it be so romantic if they got married, the other asked. Drake stopped. But they are married, he told the women. There was a big wedding parade with all of the dragons. Dragons? Don't be silly, boy. Dragons aren't real, one of the women said. And the two of them walked off, laughing. Drake was so confused. None of this makes sense, he said as he got back on the path to the castle. I don't have my dragon stone. My mom says she never met Worm, and nobody thinks dragons are real. What is happening? I'll tell you what's happening, a high, scratchy voice replied. A tiny creature jumped in front of Drake. She was no taller than Drake's knee. She had big pointy ears and two tiny horns on top of her head. Her body was covered in red fur. Two big eyes stared out of her face. Who are you? Drake asked. I am Beezle the Imp, the creature replied, and I sent us both back in time. Chapter 8, The Past. Drake's thoughts were spinning. What do you mean? You sent us back in time? He asked the imp. Actually, the time dragon sent us traveling through time, Beezer replied. I just changed the clock and used a magical blast to get your friends and dragons off the clock so only you and I would end up lost in time somewhere. Beezel held up Drake's dragonstone, dangling from its chain. Oh, and I stole this from you, she added, so you can't ask your dragon for any help. Give that back! Drake said, lunging for the imp. Beezle jumped up onto a tree branch, out of Drake's reach. You can't catch me, she taunted him. I don't understand, Drake said. Why did you do this to me, and how do you know magic? I am an imp from the Isle of Imps, Beezle replied. We have magical powers. Not as strong as a wizard's powers, though definitely not as strong as Maldred's. Drake's eyes got wide. How do you know Maldred? He took me from my family when I was just a baby imp, and I grew up in his hideout, Beezer replied. I was happy with Maldred, but then one day he left and never came back. I'm all alone, and now I know it's your fault. What do you mean, it's my fault? Drake asked. I heard you and your red-headed friend talking in the hideout today, Beezel said. You trapped Maldred in a bottle. I'll never see him again. Maldred wanted to destroy the world, Drake shot back. We had to stop him. He was my friend, the imp cried, stomping her foot. You made me mad. 
That's why I turned invisible and hitched a ride on your back and traveled with you to the time dragon. Then I messed with the clock so you would be stuck all alone without any friends, just like I am. Drake gasped. That's why I felt those itches on my neck. Bezel grinned. Yep, pretty cool, right? I love turning invisible. Wait, I'll show you. She squeezed her eyes shut, grunting. Then her eyes fluttered open. Rats, it's not working. That big blast drained my magic. Drake gazed around him. So now we're in the past, he said. That's right, Bezel said with a grin. I wasn't sure where we would end up, but I like how it turned out. You haven't met your dragon yet, or any of your friends. You're not Drake the Dragon Master. You're just a regular boy. Drake thought quickly. I can still go to the castle. I'll talk to Worm. He will understand, even if he doesn't recognize me. I can fix this. Ha! Beazle snorted. You can't talk to Worm without your dragon stone, remember? She dangled it again. Drake thought quickly. I guess you win, he said. He turned his back to her. Hee hee! Beazle cried. That was easy. Drake spun around. He shook the tree branch. Beazle tumbled off. Hey! She yelled. Drake yanked his dragonstone out of her hands. Then he picked up a wooden bucket from a nearby well and dropped it on top of the imp. He topped it with a heavy rock. Sorry, he said, but I need to find Worm and figure out how to get back to my time. Drake ran to the castle as fast as he could. Chapter 9, Sneaking In Drake came up with a plan as he ran. The training room guard, Simon, usually naps around this time of day, he remembered, looking up at the sun. And Griffith and the Dragon Master should be busy in the classroom, so I will sneak inside Worm's cave and let him know I need his help. Drake walked over the stone bridge leading into the castle. Two guards stood at the end of the bridge, watching people enter. Drake spotted a man pulling a cart of potatoes. He ducked behind the cart and followed it inside. He made his way through the castle halls. He walked past paintings and statues and people in fancy clothes. Then he reached the stairs. He walked down, 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 until he came to a big stone door. The door was cracked open, and Drake peeked in. Simon the guard was leaning against the wall, snoring. He is napping, just as I thought. Drake tiptoed past him. Drake heard voices coming from the classroom. Dragons can combine their powers, Griffith was saying. Ooh, Anna cried. Shu and Kepri could combine their powers to make a rainbow. We should try it, Bo agreed. This is boring, Rory complained. Can we go outside now? I can't let them see me, he thought. I just need to talk to Worm. Drake held his breath. He tiptoed past the open door. Luckily, his future friends all had their eyes on Griffith. Then, Drake ran into the tunnel that led to the dragon caves. Just before he reached the caves, a streak of blue light zoomed past his face. He looked behind him. Griffith stood in the tunnel, pointing at Drake. Blue sparks of magic flashed on the end of his finger. Stop right there, he commanded. Chapter 10, Find the Truth Griffith, let me explain, Drake said. My name is Drake. I am a dragon master, and I am here because of Maldred's imp. The wizard's eyes narrowed, but he did not lower his finger. How do you know of Maldred? What kingdom are you from? And who is your dragon? Worm. Oh, my dragon doesn't have a name yet, but he's an earth dragon, Drake began. You see, Griffith took a step closer to Drake. 
That dragon doesn't have a dragon master. He pointed to the dragon stone around Drake's neck. Did you steal that? No, I didn't steal anything, Drake replied. I am not Worm's dragon master yet, but I will be in the future. How can you be from the future? Griffith asked. We went to see the time dragon in the land of Cosgore for help with a mission, Drake explained. Maldred's imp messed with the clock and we were sent back in time, to this time. Griffith lowered his finger. Interesting, he said. You may be telling the truth, but how can I be sure? You could have been sent here by Maldred to trick me. I would never help Maldred, Drake said. Griffith frowned. Then why did you sneak into the castle? I wasn't sure you would believe me, Drake said, but I think my dragon might, so I was trying to get to him. There is only one way to find out if you are telling the truth, Griffith said. Let's go to the dragon caves. Chapter 11, Will We Connect? Drake and Griffith walked farther into the tunnel. Drake looked down at his dragon stone. Will Worm and I be able to connect, he wondered. When they reached the end of the tunnel, Drake ran to Worm's cave. The dragon was curled up, sleeping. Hi there, I know you don't know me yet, but it's me, Drake, Drake said. I am your dragon master. The dragon lifted his head. He stared at Drake with big green eyes. I'm from the future. That's why you don't know me. You see, today I was sent back in time, Drake explained. But in the future, we'll go on a lot of missions together, and I know about your special powers. Griffith frowned. I do not know if this will work, Drake. Even if this dragon does have great powers, he said, I don't think you can expect to have a strong enough connection to... Suddenly, Drake's dragonstone began to glow, glow bright green. He heard Worm's voice clearly inside his head. I feel like I know you, Worm said. Drake answered him. That's because we are good friends. I can feel our connection, Worm said. I believe you. Drake turned to Griffith, who was staring at the dragonstone with wide eyes. I see your dragonstone glowing, the wizard said. I believe you now. Drake smiled. Thanks. I am just not sure what to do next. I know that my dragon and I can transport any in the, anywhere in the world together, but he can't travel through time. I may have a solution, Griffith said. Ask your dragon to transport you to Cosgore. Then you can ask the time dragon to send you back to your time. Drake nodded. That might work, he said. Hopefully, I'll see you in the future, Griffith. Wish me luck. Good luck, the wizard said. Drake reached into Worm's cave and touched his neck. Please transport us to the home of the time dragon in the land of Cosgore, Drake said. Worm's body began to glow. But just as they were about to transport, Drake heard a voice behind him. Not so fast! Wait for me! Beazel zoomed into the dragon caves. The imp jumped on top of Griffith's head, knocking off his hat. Beazel Weasel will always win it, she cried. Empty your head this very minute! Griffith blinked. No! Drake yelled. Beazel jumped on Drake's back as the cave filled with worm's green light, and they transported in a flash. Chapter 12, Upside Down. Get off of me, Drake cried when they appeared in Cosgore. They were in front of the White House and the Stone Tower. Beazel jumped off his back. Thanks for the ride. What did you do to Griffith before we left? Drake asked. Is he okay? I just wiped his memory of the last five minutes, she said. 
I don't want him coming to help you again. Drake shook his head. Why do you have to be so mean? He asked. You know why, Beezer replied. Anyway, you were pretty clever sticking me under that bucket, but it didn't take long for my powers to come back so I could escape. Beezle looked around. Now I guess you came here so you could get back to your time? Not if I could help it, she cried. She spun around. Flip, flop, feet on top. Drake's body lurched up into the air, then turned upside down. Stop that, Drake yelled. Beezle grinned. No way, this is fun. Beezle, put me down, Drake said, or I'll tell Worm to. To what? To blast me, Beezle asked. You'd still be stuck in this spell. Please, Beezle, Drake pleaded. I just want to get home to my friends. Beezle crossed her arms. Why should I help you do that when I have lost my only friend thanks to you? You can live with me and my friends, Drake said. Beezle shook her head. No way. Not after what you all did to Maldred. I can't imagine missing Maldred, Drake thought. But then he remembered that workshop was the only home the imp had ever known. Except... Drake looked over at Worm. He had a thought. What if Worm transported you to the Isle of Imps? Drake asked Beezle. There would be other imps there. You could find your family. Hmm, Beezle said. That is not a bad idea. So will you put me down? Drake asked. She nodded. It's a deal. Drake grinned. Then Beezle chanted again. Feet back down on the ground. Drake's body flipped in the air and he softly landed on the grass. Now let's find Lucas and Maj and get me back to the future, said Drake. He rushed into the stone tower, followed by Worm and Beezle. Chapter 13, Back to the Future. Drake looked around. Lucas was not in the tower, but Maj was perched on his clock, just like before. Drake asked Worm to explain his story to the time dragon. Maj's body began to glow. Blue beams shot out of his eyes and hit Drake, just like they had when Drake first saw Maj. Drake's body tingled. A moment later, Drake's dragonstone glowed. He heard Worm's voice in his head. Maj said no explanation is necessary. Maj knows you from the future. He will send you back there. Great, Drake said. But there is something you must do first, Worm said. Lucas is away. So Maj says you must move the hands of the clock. He sent a picture to Drake's mind of how the clock should look. Drake climbed the steps like Lucas had done before and moved the hands on the first and second faces of the clock. Like this? Drake asked and Maj nodded. Drake climbed down and looked at Worm. When you leave, he told his dragon, please take Beezle to the Isle of Imps and then transport yourself back to Bracken Castle. Worm nodded. I will. Drake patted his neck. Thanks for your help. I'll catch up with you in the future. I am looking forward to it, Worm said. I was not happy in King Roland's castle, but now that I know I have a good dragon master, I will no longer worry. Drake hugged him. Thanks again. Beezle jumped on Worm's neck. Take me to the Isle of Imps. I'm supposed to say that, Drake said, but yes, please transport. Worm's body glowed green. Beezle waved. Goodbye, she called out. Then Worm and Beezle vanished in a flash of green light. The time dragon began to glow and the tower filled with bright blue light. A sizzling energy flowed through Drake and he closed his eyes. Drake felt the tower spin. When he opened his eyes, he was still in the tower, but he was back in the future. 
Lucas and Rory were sprawled on the floor. Maj was climbing back on top of the clock. Vulcan was getting back on his feet. Worm floated over to Drake, and Drake patted his tail. I am sorry, Lucas said. Something went wrong. Is everyone okay? I'm fine, Rory reported. What happened? I will explain everything later, Drake said. Right now, we need Maj to take us to Maldred's hideout so we can free Echo from the wall. Yes, Rory agreed. They all touched the clock again. Maj glowed with blue light. Then the tower began to spin. Chapter 14, Breaking the Spell. The three dragon masters and their dragons appeared in the top of Maldred's hideout. You made it, Griffith said. Good work, Rory and Drake. He knows me, Drake thought. I am so thankful to be back in my own time. There was a little problem, but we made it, Drake replied. Griffith turned to Lucas. You must be the time dragon's dragon master. Yes, I am Lucas, the boy replied. He smiled at Griffith. What do you get if you cross a wizard with a blizzard? Before anyone can answer, Lucas said, A cold spell. Get it? Griffith laughed. Clever! Lucas ran his fingers across the faces. Wow, he said. I can feel the wall tingling, like they're alive in there. They are alive. They're just trapped in time, Rory said. Now can you and Maj please rescue Echo? She glanced over at Nehru. He was still staring sadly at Echo's face. When Maj breaks the spell, he will free everyone trapped inside the well, Lucas said, not just Echo. I thought so, Griffith said. He held up a book. I found Maldred's journal. He lists all of the wizards he has trapped in the wall. I haven't finished reading the list, but Maldred's enemies were both good and bad. Some evil wizards could go free. We have to take that chance to save Echo, Rory said. Rory's right, Drake agreed. Then let's proceed, Griffith said. Lucas looked at his dragon. Maj, please break this time spell, he commanded. Maj's body glowed. Blue light swirled from his eyes. It hit the wall and then began to ripple around the top of the tower. It lit up all the faces. The light grew brighter and brighter. Wizards, their whole bodies glowing blue, stepped out of the wall. The light began to fade. Wizards filled the hall. Tall wizards and short wizards. Wizards with beards and wizards with curly hair. Old wizards and young wizards. Griffith ran to a gray-haired wizard in black robes. Ezzy, good to see you, old friend. He gave her a hug. Drake spotted a wizard with long red hair. Her furry robes looked familiar. Then she snapped her fingers. Poof, she disappeared. Poof, 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 poof. More wizards used magic to disappear. Then one tall black-haired woman, not wearing wizard robes, stepped out of the wall. Echo, Rory cried. Chapter 15, On the Loose. Echo hugged Nehru. The dragon nuzzled her with his furry snout. How did you find me? She asked. Her dragon stone glowed green as Nehru answered. Echo turned to Rory. Thank you for saving me, she said, hugging her. We had to, Rory said. You saved me and Drake from Maldred. I am sorry I ever agreed to help Maldred, Echo said. I thought he wanted dragons to be free like I do. I didn't think he would ever try to destroy the world or hurt you two. It's okay, Rory told her. The rescued wizards, the ones who hadn't poofed away, were looking around, dazed. Where am I? 
asked a wizard with frizzy purple hair. You will not get me, Maldred, cried a wizard wearing brown robes. He swirled around, waving his wand. Griffith's voice boomed over the crowd. Calm down, everyone. Maldred trapped you in time, but you are not in danger anymore. Maldred is not here, and you are free. We can help you get home. The wizards all began to talk at once. Follow me, Griffith said. We'll sort this out. He led them downstairs. Was it scary inside the wall? Rory asked Echo. Not really, Echo said. I knew I was trapped, but it only felt like seconds. How long has it been? And where is Maldred? It's a long story, Rory said. Lucas interrupted them. And now you have plenty of time to tell it, he said. This is Lucas and his time dragon, Maj, Drake told Echo. They're the ones who really broke the spell. Thank you both, Echo said. You're welcome, Lucas said. He turned to Drake and Rory. Maj and I must return home, but you should visit us when you can. Sure, Drake said. I'm sure we'll have a good time. Lucas grinned. Then Maj's body glowed and they transported back to Cosgore. Drake, Rory, and Echo brought their dragons downstairs to Maldred's workshop. They found Griffith leafing through Maldred's journal. A few wizards were standing around the desk drinking tea. These are the wizards who, like me, can't magically transport, Griffith explained. Worm can help us get them home, but we have another problem. What's that? Drake asked. Griffith tapped the book with his finger. There are definitely evil wizards on this list. Some of them are even worse than Maldred, Drake gasped. And now they're on the loose? Yes, I'm afraid so, Griffith replied. What do you think they'll do? Drake wondered. Griffith shook his head. I don't know, but we must be ready to stop them. I will help you, Echo said. Griffith smiled. It is good to have you back, Echo, he said. Rory smiled at her too. Evil wizards don't stand a chance against the dragon masters, she said. Drake nodded. We'll be ready for them. The end.